What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. My name's Kyle. Tonight, Friday evening, January 13th. It's a Friday, so Friday the 13th. We have wildcard football on tomorrow. We have uh, the Seahawks at the 49ers, the Chargers at the Jags for Saturday's game. Uh, games. We have three games on Sunday and one on Monday night. In this video, I'm going to go over all the games. If you want to click through, uh, I did put timestamps in there for you, if you guys want to click through and check out each individual game. But what we're going to do in this video is we're going to open up the DraftKings Sportsbook. We'll take a peek at uh, all the props and kind of just see how Vegas is expecting this game to go. Uh, we're going to kind of, you know, we'll, we'll check out the points uh, allowed per position here. We'll check out some of the player props that I have put up on the site, and then we'll also check out all the practice reports. So uh, as far as major news today, I mean, Mike Williams isn't going to play for the Chargers. Uh, Raheem Mostert ruled out. Lamar Jackson ruled out. Uh, there's a handful of things that we'll get to along the way, but let's hop right into it. We're going to get into the San Francisco uh, Seattle Seahawks game. It looks like the 49ers picked to win by nine and a half, 42 implied in this one. So it's a relatively low point total. Uh, Moneyline 49ers. Minus 500. I guess uh, I'm curious, like if you're into betting things, the teams that feel like they're going to win San Fran, Buffalo, and then you have Cincinnati. I guess if you were to take all three of those teams to win money line, you're going to get minus 159 odds. That's not terrible. You put $20 on that. It, it should be a decent, uh, it should be a decent uh, here. Let me do stake all singles. We'll do that together. If you parlay all three of those, you, you maybe win 60% of your money back. So it's not a terrible bet, but I do like all three of those teams to win. Uh, but let's get into the 49ers and the Seahawks. Uh, let's take a look at their practice reports quick, just to make sure we're not missing any key players. Uh, San Francisco, let's see, looks relatively good. Jimmy Garoppolo, of course, out. Uh, backup cornerback ruled out. Otherwise, they don't have their practice reports in for today. I'm assuming they're not practicing today. Uh, but everyone's full practice. So 49ers in really good health going into this one. They also got you know Elijah Mitchell back last week. And then on the Seahawks side of things, a uh, couple uh, backup cor corner not uh, practicing. Phil Haynes not practicing. So we'll see about these guys both listed as questionable. DJ Dallas questionable. He got a limited in yesterday. And Shelby Harris limited yesterday. So he's questionable. But otherwise, Lockett's good to go. Uh, Kenneth Walker limited. Looks like they're just giving him some rest days on Wednesday. So overall for fantasy, like we're pretty happy and healthy uh, in both of these games or both of these teams. So uh, you know, what am I liking here? Again, I like the money line aspect of it. 49ers to cover does seem a little bit steep. If you're interested in doing the same game parlay, that's that's always a lot of fun. I think you can you can do the SGP with 49ers money line and kind of look into it. So I'm, I'm expecting Christian McCaffrey to, to get a touchdown. So I'm open to that. Let's look at the fantasy points allowed real quick and see where the points are falling. I did kind of break it out to just the playoff teams here. So the Seahawks, Pretty stingy, I guess, against wide receiver positions, but they do allow uh, running back and tight end points. So that's going to lean towards CMC, George Kittle. Those are probably the two guys that I'm going to – I would rather bet on McCaffrey and Kittle than any bets on Ayuk or Debo Samuel. So that's kind of where I'm at. And then Purdy, he's going to be good around that 16 fantasy points. We'll see if he can hit his two touchdowns. But let's kind of continue to click through here. So if, if – McCaffrey's kind of like the free square touchdown. If you were to put 20 on him at minus 145, it's going to pay out almost 14 bucks back. So I don't mind McCaffrey here. I think he's going to be the, the big piece that they use to move the ball. Uh, and then Kittle. I'm, I'm, I would rather trust George Kittle over Debo and Ayuk. I know Ayuk's been – he's been really good lately. The last month and a half or so since uh, Purdy took over, 
But as far as touching touch uh, touchdown props, I'm probably not going to go with Debo or Ayuk. I'm going to look at their other props. And then Seattle, I mean, it's tough. They're playing San Francisco, probably the best overall defense in the league this season here. But they do, look at they do allow wide receiver points here. So you're probably looking at DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett to score your touchdowns for you in this one. I Kenneth Walker is always a threat to score, but uh, the long shot odds of Lockett at plus 245 and DK at plus 265 are interesting. Uh, let me let's actually look at uh, I want to look at the individual rushing and receiving props here. As far as rushing goes, you got CMC at 73 and a half. I think the presence of Elijah Mitchell, like his line has been moving. When I looked at it earlier today, I think it was like 35 and a half. So people are leaning into Elijah Mitchell and moving his numbers up higher. So I do like uh, Mitchell a lot. So I'm not sure I love the CMC rushing yards. Uh, Debo Samuel, he only needs what, like maybe two or three carries to hit that number. People are hitting the over, so I'm open to it. Uh, and then I'm probably not going to be interested in the Seahawks rushing. They're probably going to have to throw the ball a little bit more. So overall, I'm not too excited about the rushing ones. Maybe it's Elijah Mitchell, maybe it's Debo, uh, but the receiving, uh, we always like to look at the receptions first because this kind of paints a picture towards the yards. Uh, people are taking the over on Debo, three and a half. People taking the over on DK, four and a half. Um, and then it looks like the over on George Kittle, three and a half. The over on Juwan Jennings. People taking the under on Kenneth Walker. Uh, the over on Noah Fant and the over on Tyler Lockett. So let's look at Lockett and Metcalf. If they're supposed, they're both going to have five catches. That's what these numbers are telling us. Uh, so on five catches, Lockett, he only needs maybe 12, 13 yards per catch. So I'm interested in Tyler Lockett's over. Uh, and then where is DK Metcalf? They don't have DK Metcalf on the board. So no receiving totals for DK. That's interesting. They must be adjusting those lines. Um, interesting. And then we did note that people are taking the over on uh, Noah Fantier, minus 145 to hit three catches. So three catches for 25 yards. I think that is doable. People are leaning into the yards. Uh, overall, though, there's really nothing that's sticking out in the yards department. I'm kind of liking Christian McCaffrey. People did take the over on four and a half. So if he gets his five catches, that's probably where I'm going to bet on Christian McCaffrey as well as a touchdown. And then with Debo, it's tough to bet on his receiving. I, I kind of want to see more of Debo. He's still getting back uh, into the fold with the offense. I kind of like Ayuk. People are taking the under on Ayuk, but I think he could be in for a good matchup. But again, we mentioned the Seahawks pretty good against uh, wide receivers. And then there's George Kittle. Like we know Seattle is not great against the tight end. If I go all the way down here to tight end, uh, we will find that Seattle is a bottom five team against the tight end. They've allowed the second most yards to the position, eight touchdowns. Like it's a pretty good George Kittle spot. So I'm, I'm liking Kittle's yards, maybe even his receptions and the touchdown. So that's kind of where I'm, I'm thinking this will go. So I'm, I'm leaning in towards McCaffrey and Kittle being the big pieces for the 49ers. You're going to get sprinkles of Debo and Ayuka along the way. And then uh, on the Seahawks side of things, I think I like DK and, and Tyler Lockett. So if I'm liking those guys, Maybe we should look at um, at Gino's numbers here. They have Gino plus 185 to throw two touchdowns. Uh, people are smashing the under. Uh, no surprise there. And then with Purdy, people are taking the under on Purdy. And I, I'm pretty sure he's been throwing two touchdowns per game over the last handful of weeks. Maybe not week 18, but he has been playing very well. So maybe I'm interested in the one and a half. Passing yards, I'm probably not interested in Purdy's, but maybe Gino because we expect them to have to throw the ball. I just... I'm curious if they're going to have enough uh, passing attempts to get it done. Um, and then I, I really like these alternate passing yards. So for Purdy, um, I mean, if you can, you know, same game parlay some of these numbers, you take the minus 275 and you, or you, you take the 200 yards and you put that with a 49ers money line. That's always very interesting. You take the 200 yards 
plus for Geno and put that with the 49ers money line. I think that could be very fruitful. Maybe take the Geno interception. He's at 0.5. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of where we're at. I do think the 49ers should win. I don't know if by nine and a half, though. Like, it wouldn't be surprised if the Seahawks sneak one in and maybe lose by seven to eight points uh, at the end of it. But I'm liking San Francisco. I'm going to have them moving on. Uh, and that covers the 49ers and the Seahawks. Let's move on to the next Saturday game. We'll go over the practice reports for the Chargers and the Jags. Let's look at Jacksonville real quick. Uh, overall, everyone's good to go. Uh, no stars are going to be missing this game for Jacksonville. It looks like just a couple questionable tags, but it's good to see everybody practicing. On the Chargers side, of course, we know Mike Williams has been ruled out, but everybody else, full practice. Um, so relatively healthy. They're going to get their stud offensive linemen back next week if they're able to uh, to move on with Rashawn Slater. So we'll see a lot, a lot on the line for the Chargers in this one as they could get healthier going into next week. Uh, fantasy points allowed. Let's look and see what's cooking here. In terms of total points allowed, the Jags, they ranked 25th, so it's a good matchup for the Chargers offense. They're green against quarterback, running back, and tight end. Slightly stingy against uh, wide receivers, but we're going to lean into Keenan Allen anyways. And the Chargers defense, uh, one of the better units this year, red against everything except the running back. So we're going to like ETN in this one. And we'll see if Trevor Lawrence can, uh, can overcome a tough matchup. Uh, but anyways... This one's this one's kind of a coin flip. Uh, it was interesting that it was about one, it was a one point uh, spread all week long in terms of I guess in favor of the Chargers. It's moved to two and a half for the Chargers. So uh, I do think the Chargers are very likely to win the game. Uh, I think in that case I'll just take the money line at minus one forty. Maybe they only win by one or two points at the end of it. But I, I I'm feeling. I don't know. This one could go either way. I'm going to, if you're betting a money line, I think I'm going to take the chargers. If you think the Jags are going to win, you take, I think you take the spread, just taking the cover, the spread and try and pair that with some other bets. But uh, in terms of touchdown scores, you probably got to go with, with Austin Eckler. If Justin Herbert's going to throw one or two touchdowns, you got to think Keenan Allen's definitely in play. Uh, I do like Travis Etienne to score. I think he's probably, if I'm going to take one Jag to score, it's probably going to be Travis Etienne. Uh, but Christian Kirk's been playing really well. I know the Chargers are pretty good against the slot receiver, though, so maybe it's a Zay game. I'm not quite sure. Josh Palmer's numbers increased significantly with no Mike Williams. Uh, but I think overall, I mean, keep in mind, you got two young QBs, their first ever playoff game. Maybe this, maybe this is a game that doesn't have a lot of points. I'm not quite sure. Uh, but either way, Eckler, ETN, and Keenan Allen, those are the names that I'm riding with. If you're feeling frisky and risky, go with Zay Jones uh, or Christian Kirk to score the touchdown for Trevor Lawrence. Let's look at the passing props real quick. People are taking the over on Justin Herbert, uh, one and a half touchdowns, and people are taking the over slightly on Trevor Lawrence. So they're kind of giving both guys two touchdowns. So that should make you excited about Keenan Allen and maybe one of those Jags receivers or Evan Ingram. Um, passing yards, they got Herbert up here at almost 280. Trevor Lawrence about 245. I don't feel great either way. If there's one, I'm probably going to go with Justin Herbert to hit his yards because uh, we know that they don't run the ball. So if you're feeling that, I think that's kind of where it's at. I do like the alternate passing yards as well. I mean, you could uh, – one of my favorite things to do is you hit that same game parlay button you're going to get some more options. But taking Herbert over 250 and, and putting that with a couple other bets makes a lot of sense. And then I think Trevor Lawrence alternate passing yards, you take the 200 and you put that with another bet. Uh, but otherwise, completions, I'm not a big better on completions attempts. Herbert's probably going to throw the ball more than 30, 38 times. So I think that's an interesting one. I would expect both quarterbacks to maybe turn the ball over in this game. We know Herbert uh, has been good for almost a turnover every game this year. Trevor Lawrence, he does kind of make some, some errant throws every now and then. So I think both Herbert and Lawrence interceptions are in play. 
Uh, I'm not interested in passing and rushing yards. Both guys haven't been running the ball much. Looking at the rushing receiving props in this one, uh, I'm not going to bother with Eckler and his rushing yards. I think he he has been running the ball better of late, uh, but uh, I just don't have any confidence in the Chargers running the ball and getting a lot of volume for him. So maybe you take the under there. Uh, I do like ETN. I think he's going to rack up the touches in this one. That's going to be how the Jags try to control this game. So uh, for ETN to maybe hit 15 to 20, like he's going to need 15 to 18 carries for to hit this number. So if you're feeling that, uh, the Jags can control this uh, with their offensive running game. Maybe 76 and a half is a low enough number for you. Uh, I do like a handful of the receiving yards, but let's again, let's look. I always like to look at the receptions first because these paint a, a picture here. People are smashing the over on Christian Kirk to go over five receptions, people taking the under on DeAndre Carter. I think that's that's interesting. Uh, with no Mike Williams, he's, he's going to be on the field more, but people still taking the under. Uh, the under on Evan Ingram, I think four and a half is a little high. He's probably in the three or four catch range for me. Uh, Gerald Everett, people taking the under. Josh Palmer, people taking the under four and a half. That's a little high as well, but people are smashing the over on Keenan Allen. I think that's going to be the one where uh, we're going to like Keenan Allen's yards probably. And then you got Zay Jones down here. People are taking the over four and a half. I'm less excited. I've been a Christian Kirk guy all year. I'm less excited about Christian Kirk in this game. I think it's a Zay Jones game because the Chargers do play pretty well uh, against slot receivers uh, over the years. So maybe it's Zay Jones. I'm not really having a great read on this, but uh, it does feel like if I'm going to bet on a Jags receiver, it's probably Zay. Uh, and then Christian Kirk, maybe he gets in the end zone or something like that. But uh, looking at the receiving yards, uh, people are taking um, Keenan Allen here. Keenan Allen's up at 81 and a half. I think if he gets his seven catches, he's going to be right there. So I, I don't mind Keenan Allen uh, over his receptions and over on his yards. He's going to be the big mover for them. Probably take Austin Eckler to hit his number as well. No Mike Williams means they're going to be putting more attention towards Austin Eckler. Uh, and then look at Christian Kirk, 57 and a half. Zay Jones, 50 and a half. I'm probably just going to take that 50. I feel solid about that. Uh, and then nothing else is really sticking out here. ETN's a low number of 15 and a half. But again, I kind of like his rushing totals. Maybe because both guys are dual, dual threats. Uh, maybe you just end up taking the receiving and rushing here. They do have some alternates here for, for these guys here. So I'm, I'm going to... Eckler's going to get over 75 yards. I think the 100 is the big question. With ETN, he's going to get, uh, he's clearly going to get over 50 yards, but I think the 100 yard and the seven, maybe you take the 75 there on, on ETN and then you pair that with some other bets. Uh, but either way, that's kind of where we're standing. This is going to be an even game. I, I think it really matters is, uh, is if, if Herbert can get into a rhythm and, and kind of force the issue, that's going to make the Jags have to play comeback. But Jacksonville destroyed these guys earlier in the year. So I would not be surprised if uh, the Jags take this one again. Uh, just the Chargers are playing really good football right now. The Jags are too. They've been on a nice winning streak going into the playoffs. But both teams uh, hitting their stride right now. I'm going to lean with the Chargers. I think there's a little bit more talent on that team. Uh, Justin Herbert, a year savvier. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Chargers, but let's uh, let's clear this and let's move on to the Sunday games. Sunday, Sunday, Miami and Buffalo. We'll go quick with this one. Um, it's it's gonna be Buffalo, like Buffalo money line minus 900. So, you know, you 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 parlay that with a couple other money lines, and I think you're in good shape here. I I would assume the Bills are gonna cover too. Like I I, I don't see Miami scoring more than a touchdown. Um, or two, maybe they're in that, you know, maybe in that 10 to 14 point range max. I do expect Buffalo to put up, you know, three or four touchdowns in this one. So Buffalo, it's all Buffalo here. 
you probably got to be looking at that Stephon Diggs touchdown, Josh Allen rushing touchdown in the playoffs. It does make sense. Uh, but after that, like Dawson, I'd rather put money on Dawson Knox. They're splitting Singletary and James Cook too much right now. Gabe Davis wouldn't surprise me if he has a nice game here. But uh, I'm going to ride with Diggs, Allen, and Knox as my touchdown scorers. We're simply not going to bet on anybody for the Dolphins. Like you'd be betting on Tyreek Hill and maybe Jeff Wilson. Like those are the two guys. Uh, but either way, not excited about the Dolphins passing uh, or offensive output. Uh, take Josh Allen over one and a half touchdowns. That one seems pretty easy to me. Skylar Thompson, we're just gonna we're not going to do it. I just I don't want to bet on Skylar Thompson in the playoffs. Uh, probably liking Josh Allen over two sixty as well. I, I, I'm expecting good things from the Buffalo offense in this one. The alternate yards are pretty simple. He only needs two, 250 to hit that minus 175. So uh, I did put uh, in the player prop, I did put a prop lock and it was a same game parlay and I got it up to plus 175. If you take Buffalo money line, Bills over 19 and a half, Dolphins under 21 and a half, Josh Allen over 230 and Stefan Diggs over 65. That's going to get you 175. And I think the, the probability of these all happening for you are pretty good. So uh, lean into Josh Allen, lean into Stefan Diggs. Let's look at those individual rushing and receiving numbers here. Uh, the rushing, again, the rushing between Singletary and James Cook, it's kind of a coin flip to me. It's like, I'm not going to touch it. If you're feeling, you know, ballsy with James Cook, I think he's the hotter hand right now. I wouldn't mind going with him. Actually, I don't mind Jeff Wilson, but up at 60 and a half, like he's going to need 15, you know, 12 to 15 carries to hit that number. So I'm probably not taking any of these rushing props here. Josh Allen at 49 and a half. That does seem a little high and people are taking the over. So maybe, maybe I'm into the under here. Let's look at those receptions. Uh, people taking the over on James Cook to hit two. I don't mind that. Also taking the over on Devin Singletary. Very interesting. Uh, Jalen Waddle, people taking the over on him, three and a half. Over on Mike Gesicki. Uh, the under on Stefan Diggs. Interesting. They have him at six and a half, and people are kind of smashing the under here. Uh, and then Sherfield, Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill under five. I just, I'm not really feeling too much of the Dolphins' bets right now. I guess Waddle's pretty low at three and a half, so that one does uh, make the most sense for for the Dolphins. And again, on the on the Bills' side, like I, I'm not afraid of Dig six and a half. It's playoff football time, so uh, I, I think at this point though, I, I might be more interested in the Dig touchdown. Uh, the Josh Allen overs, I, I think this game's all going to be about Josh Allen. So take Josh over one and a half touchdowns, take him over the yards. Uh, that's kind of where I'm leaning in this one. And then, uh, yeah, look again, look at the alternate rushings. If you guys go to tap the SGP uh, button here, it's going to load up a bunch of things for you. And they're pretty nice. If you come down here, you can pick the Bills score. There's their over and their unders on here. Take them to score, you know, over, you know, 23 and a half. I think they're going to easily put up 24 points in this one. So that's not a bad number right there, the 23 and a half over. And then the Dolphins, I mean, I, I just, you, you can take some low-hanging fruit of them going over, but I think it's safer to say that they're not going to score. I think they're going to be under, under 21 points. And so maybe that 21 and a half is right there for you. Uh, and then down here is where you can get all those alternate passing yards. So Josh Allen, you take the 230 plus and you put that with a couple other things and that's where you're having fun. But it's going to be Buffalo uh, ugly in this one. I don't think this one's going to be very enjoyable to watch from a football standpoint uh, unless you like blowouts. But I, I'm leaning Buffalo heavily in this one. Let's move on to the Giants and the Minnesota Vikings. This one is a, a really good one. It, it kind of is similar to the Jacksonville Jags and the Chargers. This one could go either way. In terms of uh, spread, Vikings by three. Uh, money line, 
155 here for the Vikings. If you're feeling the Giants are going to win, you take the spread here. I think you take the plus three at minus 115. If you're feeling the Vikings, I think you take the I think you take the money line uh, at minus 155 because this game is going to be tight. It was a three point game earlier in the year in, in late December. So um, for me, I, I don't really have a preference call on this one. Uh, Minnesota hosted them uh, in mid-December, I believe it was. And it was, again, it was a three-point game, 24 to 27. I kind of like the Giants in this one. I think they uh, I, I think they are playing well. They're disciplined. And they're going to ride Saquon Barkley. And Daniel Jones has been playing a lot better than people ever expected. So uh, as far as touchdown scores, Saquon Barkley and Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson, those are probably the only three guys that I'm going to bet on. If you're feeling frisky, of course, TJ Hawkinson and KJ Osborne have been playing uh, very consistently lately. Uh, but I think for touchdowns, just Barkley, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, take the Justin. It's plus 105 for Justin Jefferson in, in the playoffs. I think that's a really good one. Good evening to Justin. We're just reviewing uh, all the wild card games for the weekend here. Already covered the first three. We're on to the uh, the Giants and the Vikings here. Just looking at things a little bit differently in the DraftKings sportsbook here. Individual touchdown scores. It, it's uh, yeah, it's it's going to be Justin Jefferson in this one, and we rarely get to see him at plus odds for a touchdown. So that's pr that's probably the one that makes the most sense for me from individual touchdown bets. If we look at the the passing props. Let's take a peek here. First, we should probably look at the points per game allowed. The Vikings, one of the worst teams uh, defensively this year. They they were ranking 29th, so this is a very good matchup for the Giants' offense. They are red against tight end, but everywhere else is, is in fair play here. So maybe the Giants' receivers and Daniel Jones, if you guys are playing DraftKings lineups here, maybe Daniel Jones is the guy to own uh, here. And then with the Giants, they are stingy enough. They rank 20th here, not green, not really over red about anything. They're just a, a slightly, uh, slightly average defense here. So nothing really sticks out for the Vikings offense. Uh, passing numbers here, people are taking the over on Christian or Kirk Cousins, uh, one and a half touchdowns. So there's the minus 180 for that. That also should make you interested in Justin Jefferson because if Kirk's throwing two, one of them's going to JJ. And then Daniel Jones here. I kind of like Daniel Jones to throw two in this one. I'm not sure why. Uh, I, I think the Giants do have three touchdowns in them in this game here, and I'm probably not going to see them run in two touchdowns. So maybe Daniel Jones has some traction here. People taking the under slightly on one and a half, but I'm, I'm, I'm interested in both uh, touchdown overs. The yards, I'm not really too sure about either one. Uh, I don't expect the, uh, the Giants to come out throwing the ball a ton, but that's a, a low enough number, 244 and a half. Uh, Hodgins has scored for the past five games. Yes. Um, interesting. And yeah, good. You know, it's, it's probably going to be a good, I mean, it's a dome game. So I would imagine the field goals are going to be, uh, you know, flowing pretty well in this game. Uh, and then let's look down here. Interceptions. I might be interested in the Kirk cousins one. People are taking them both not to throw an interception. Um, People are really taking the Daniel Jones no interception. So that's that's super interesting. The Vikings defense is not good. I might be interested in the Kirk Cousins one, though. The Giants uh, tend to get to – they have a good pressure, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, and uh, they have some decent cornerbacks. So maybe that Kirk Cousins interception could be kind of a fun one at plus 110. Let's look at the rushing and the receiving numbers. I'm very open to Dalvin uh, to to Saquon Barkley hitting his over. He needs 72.5 yards. That feels too low. He's easily their best player on offense, he's going to get the ball probably upwards of 20 times in this one. So if he hits his, even if he hits 15 carries, you times that by four, that's going to put him around 60. So if, if he gets over four yards per carry, he's going to be right there. 
that's the one that I like. I don't really trust the the Vikings to run the ball uh, well. And then let's look at the reception numbers real quick. People are taking the over on Isaiah Hodgins, so that's kind of what uh, Justin brought up here. I like Hodgins. He's He's been a fantastic player for the last month and a half. If you picked him up in fantasy, you know how good and valuable he has been for Daniel Jones. So Hodgins is definitely in play here. People taking the over on Barkley, uh, three and a half. That's interesting. People taking the over on TJ Hawkinson, as well as Dalvin Cook. Bellinger, I don't know if I'm buying that one. Darius Slayton. I'm, Slayton's a good player. Um, he, he could get open deep. I think I'd rather take Slayton's yards over his touch or over his receptions. And then, I mean, they got JJ at seven and a half. That's just too high. Uh, I don't feel comfortable betting on that. And I'm, I'm not even going to bet the under because he's so freaking good. He could easily get that. So uh, overall, it looks like I'm liking the Giants, Hodgins and Barkley, maybe Hawkinson to go over four and a half and uh, maybe Dalvin Cook over two and a half. Let's look at those receiving yards. We have uh, nothing really sticking out. People are taking the Saquon Barkley at minus 120 here. Um, let me see what else is me. You like the receptions here for, uh, oh, for, you must be looking at the Bengals. Uh, but either way, for the the receiving yards in this game, they got Justin Jefferson at 93 and a half. I think I'll take the over on that one. I mean, his line's at seven and a half reception, so I'll, I'll go over on that one. I do like Darius Slayton probably to hit his 50, uh, but it's Hodgins. If I'm going to take one, you, you take the Hodgins over. Uh, he likes the Richie James under. 50.5 is a little high uh, for sure. He's up there with Darius Slayton, and he's above Isaiah Hodgins, which doesn't really make sense. So I'm leaning towards the under on Richie James as well. And again, I do like the over on Hodgins, JJ, maybe even Saquon Barkley. Nothing else really sticks out, though. If you want to take some unders, there's Irv Smith Jr. If you want to you know, do some dirty stuff here. And then KJ Osborne's actually been their second best receiver over Adam Thiel in the last month and a half or so. So maybe 37 and a half is a little bit low for him. Uh, but either way, uh, it's going to be a fun game. I think it's more of a it's, it's kind of a coin flip. This game could go either way. I kind of like the Giants' momentum. It's going to come down to does Kirk Cousins turn the ball over? You know, if if he's getting sacked and pressured and, and making some mistakes, Giants are going to win the game. Um, and uh, it is a home game for the Vikings. It's going to be a loud stadium. I'm going to lean Vikings win, but I, I think the Giants end up covering. Uh, in that scenario. So we'll, we'll go with that. And then, yeah, if, if you're new to DraftKings, hit that SGP button right up here. And you're going to get some fun stuff to look at. But let's move on to the final nightcap on Sunday, the Bengals and the Ravens. It's all Bengals in this one. Take the Bengals money line. Money line that with San Francisco in Buffalo, and you'll have a good time. You'll get some free money there. Fully expect the Bengals to move on in this one. Probably even take them over their eight and a half. I just don't have a lot of trust in the Ravens' offense without without Lamar Jackson. Touchdowns, I think the Ravens are going to get at least three of them. I'll probably give them three touchdowns and two field goals, something like that in the 27-point range. Uh, take Mixon to score. Take Jamar Chase. And then Higgins is plus 155, so that's kind of a fun one. Uh, we have found, uh, if you've watched my stuff before, we have figured out that if you were to put, say you put 20 on Jamar Chase and you put 20 on T. Higgins, you only need one of these guys to score, and you're basically going to wash. If both guys score, though, that's where you win big. So it's kind of like a free bet. You're basically saying, hey, if Jamar Chase and T. Higgins score, I'm going to cash in. If only one of them score, I'll just it, – it's a free bet. You're going to end up winning a dollar at the minimum. Uh, and if, if Higgins scores and, and Jamar Chase doesn't, then you're going to, you know, you're going to come out even well ahead. So I, this is kind of one of my favorite free money bets where you take Jamar Chase separately, 
to score a touchdown and put that same price amount on T Higgins and you're, if one of them scores, you're going to come out ahead either way. So that's one of my favorite things to do. I'm not betting on a Raven to score a touchdown. Stick with mixing Chase and Higgins. If you're feeling extra dirty, I suppose you could take Tyler Boyd. Uh, I guess uh, if that makes sense to you, go ahead and do that. But let's look at the passing props here. Joe Burrow getting destroyed here at one and a half over. I think that's in play. If you want to same game parlay that with the Bengals money line, I think that's fine. Um, not interested in Tyler Huntley bets. Not interested in Tyler Huntley bets at all. Joe Burrow, 270 and a half. I, I feel like he can hit this, but I just I'm worried that they're gonna, you know, they're gonna be running it. And uh, yep, yep, that's it, it's one of the easiest things to do. You take you, even if you want to put five bucks down on Chase and then five on Higgins, it's it's gonna work. On prize picks, Chaser Higgins to score a touchdown in the first half over under. Um, it's probably gonna be, Higgins has been scoring early uh, this year, so it wouldn't surprise me if it's Higgins. Uh, but I kind of like Jamar Chase. I, I think Jamar Chase is gonna is gonna break out this playoff as he's finally kind of getting healthy over that that hip injury. Uh, interceptions, you could take a Tyler Huntley one. People are taking the over there on on Tyler Huntley over uh, half an interception, so I like that. Otherwise, I'm kind of staying away. I think the Burrow touchdowns are the one in play. I'm slightly unsure on the yards, but I do think he's going to hit it at one point. Oh, it can be both? Oh, then, yeah, take the take the over. One of those guys will score. That's a free one. Uh, the rushing yards, I think you got to take Joe Mixon. Uh, 54 and a half is too low for Mixon. He's going to get the ball probably 15, 15 times in this one. So that one, 54 and a half, I'm taking that. If you hit the alternate tab on the SGP, you're probably going to get some fun numbers to look at as well. I can't trust Gus Edwards or J.K. Dobbins, so I'm, I'm basically just saying Joe Mixon is the guy that you're looking at for rushing numbers. In terms of receptions, they don't have all the Ravens in here, but we probably don't care about them anyways. People are hitting the over on Higgins, four and a half. So maybe maybe Higgins is the guy here to look at his yards. People are taking the under slightly here on, uh, on, on Jamar Chase, but he's up at six and a half. I think that is a little bit high. He's probably in the four or five catch range, uh, but their yards for Higgins and Chase they got Jamar at 77 and Higgins at 61. The 61 is really attractive. They're basically saying T. Higgins 5 for 62. I, I think that makes sense. Uh, and then uh, let's see here. Joe Mixon, 3.5. That's a little high uh, overall. I, I think it's Chase and, and, Mick and Higgins that you want to lean into for the receiving game. And then uh, Higgins yards, yes. I'll probably take the Jamar Chase yards. I think he can you know bust free at any point in any, with any play. And that's really it. That's all I really want to count on for this game. The Bengals are going to probably win this one pretty easily. They just can't turn the ball over. Um, so that's it. We'll go Bengals. You can do some fun SGPs with this and see what you guys can dig up here. Who is your Super, Super Bowl pick? Uh, Watkins under? I just, ah, man, I don't want to bet on Watkins because if, if he goes over, I'm just going to hate it. Uh, but he's up there at 15 and a half. That's lately one one catch for for him. I think that's in, in the range of his outcome. So for me, I... I I don't love to take people's unders. I, I'm more of an over. I'd rather see people achieve. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me, again, with their injuries to wide receiver, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Watkins has a couple catches. Uh, but Super Bowl pick, we'll do that at the end. Uh, we got one more game to cover here. We're going to go over the uh, we're gonna go over the, the Buccaneers and the Cowboys here. And, again, this is another coin flip weekend game for me. Uh, the Cowboys by two and a half, but I, I think Tampa Bay at home, man, that's going to give them a run. I actually like Tampa Bay money line plus two and a half because the Bucks lose by one or two and you still cover. Uh, and I think they're going to be pesky in this one. So I'm interested in Bucks two and a half. Touchdown scores, 
Bucks defense is still really good, guys. Uh, I know they're kind of middle of the road here, but they got a bright red against the running back here. So you can start running backs on them, but it's just you can't expect a, a big day. Uh, but Pollard and Zeke, both these guys, and again, these guys are kind of in the same boat as the receiver bets that we were talking about. If you put the same amount, say you put say you put 20 on Tony Pollard to score and 20 on Ezekiel Elliott, you only need one of them to score. And if both score, you get the big bucks. So it's kind of a free bet. If one of them scores, you get your money back. Uh, and if both score, you know, you can you can celebrate. So I like that aspect of it. Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott take them both separately to score. You could do the same thing with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, honestly. And it wouldn't surprise me if both guys score, both that plus 160 and plus 180. This one's this one's really juicy. If, if Godwin's, uh, if, if Evans scores on a $20 bet, you're going to cash out 52. If Godwin scores, you're going to cash out 56. So this one's really, that one's really nice because if one of them scores, you're still going to, the, the minimum you make is 12 bucks uh, with the max being upwards of, uh, $108 on a $40 bet. So look into the, like, this is a really fun thing to look into guys. Take, take two players on the same team with plus odds. And you're, you're probably going to end up having a good time. Um, as far as the, the, the Cowboys, I do like CD lamb. It, it is a tough matchup here, but CD lamb has been so good this year. He's probably the one guy that I'm going to bet on. So I, I think you lean into Pollard, Elliot and CD lamb. I can't really trust Dalton Schultz or Michael Gallup in this one. Um, Let's look at uh, some of the yardage props, uh, rushing, receiving numbers here. Uh, Justin likes the Pollard and the Zeke yards. I'm a little bit torn on that because, again, the Bucks defense is pretty good against the running back. If I'm going to take one, I'm taking Tony Pollard because he's more elusive. I think I'm going to take the under on Ezekiel Elliott. He's going to basically need – for Elliott to hit that number, he's going to need probably almost – 13, 14, 15 carries, whereas Pollard, he can do this in, in maybe 10 carries. So I think Pollard's the safer yardage man. Uh, I do like the Julio yards call, but I want to look at receptions first. People taking the over on CeeDee Lamb at five and a half. People taking the under on Godwin, but he's up there pretty high at seven and a half. People taking the over on Evans. Uh, that one's interesting. Evans at four and a half. I think I'm open to that. People taking the over on Gallup, the under on Fournette. The under on Schultz and the under on K or the over on K Dotton. Interesting. I, I, I would say nothing really sticks out for me in this one. I think Godwin's up there a little too high with seven and a half. I do like Mike Evans and then I do like CeeDee Lamb. So I'm going to say Lamb and, and Evans are over on the receptions for me. In terms of yards, if we're liking Mike Evans to hit his, his over four and a half, you got to like 63 and a half. I'm going to say, man, like if Godwin's at seven and a half, Take the over on a 68 and a half because that's those are pretty good yards per catch numbers. So I think, um, yeah, so it was back. Yeah, so that people must have been hitting it 68 and a half. Like ignore his receptions, go after his yards. I think that's a really juicy spot for him. Uh, otherwise, CeeDee Lamb, 72 and a half. He needs six for 72. I think that's totally doable. That's kind of where I'm leaning here. I think with the Bucks, don't know how they're going to operate with Fournette and Rashad White. Uh, I do think Rashad White's been playing well, but so is Leonard Fournette. So these guys are both kind of eating into each other's workload. I like them in fantasy points. I, I'm just I'm not sure if I want to bet on any over under. So I'm leaning with the Bucks passing game, and I'm going to lean on Ceedee Lamb and, and Tony Pollard. I think in this game so far, let's look at those passing numbers. I'm going to take Tom Brady over two passing touchdowns. That one's a pretty easy one for me. Uh, again, we mentioned that Mike Evans and Chris Godwin bet where you guys can basically get a free a free $12 if you bet on both of them. 
And then take that Tom Brady. I'm going to take Tom Brady over because I think if the Cowboys are winning, Tom Brady needs to throw the ball. And if the Bucks are winning, it's because of Tom Brady throwing the ball. So uh, that's kind of where I'm leaning. Julio not up. Uh, maybe they're waiting on his practice reports um, from today or yesterday. Yeah, I'm not seeing him in here with the yards either. So maybe they're just waiting on some more practice reports. Uh, but again, I do like Tom Brady's over over his passing and his yards. I think it makes sense. If the Bucks are playing from behind, it's Tom Brady throwing the ball. And if they're ahead, it's because of Tom Brady. So that's it. I, I'm going to lean with the Bucks in this game, guys. Uh, I The Cowboys have been hard to trust in the playoffs for a very long time. Bucks and Tom Brady. Tom Brady's never lost to the Cowboys. He's looking to go 8-0. So it's quite interesting to see uh, Tom Brady with a struggling team coming in here. But it's at home, I think. I think you take Tampa Bay to cover, uh, do the, do the cover, not the money line, uh, yards over passing attempts. Uh, I prefer, yeah, I prefer the yards. Um, yeah. Tampa Bay money line is the easy call. Uh, and then if I'm picking uh super bowl here, so this weekend I'm taking San Francisco, uh, in the NFC, I'm going to take, I'm going to take the giants, I think. And I'm going to take, uh, what's the other NFC. I'm going to take Tampa Bay in the AFC this weekend. I'm going to go chargers, Buffalo, Cincinnati. So next weekend in the AFC, it's going to be Chargers versus Kansas City. Chargers will give them a run. I'm going to go Kansas City and then Buffalo-Cincinnati. It's going to be the game that we were supposed to get on that Monday Night Football. Uh, DeMar Hamlin, it's going to be the, the rematch here. So that game is going to be super mad hyped. I think you kind of got to go Buffalo at home in that one. So you're going to get Buffalo-Kansas City in the AFC. Let's set up the NFC side. You're going to get San Francisco versus uh, versus Tampa Bay. Uh, and then I'm setting up Philadelphia versus the Giants. I'm going to go Philadelphia in that one. And then uh, San Francisco over Tampa Bay. That one's pretty easy call. So I guess I got both ones and twos uh, in the conference championships. I'm going to go San Francisco over Philly. And then I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go Buffalo over Kansas City. So I'm looking at a two seed Super Bowl, Buffalo versus San Francisco. I'm going Buffalo. Uh, you you got to root for Buffalo. I think they have so much to play for. Josh Allen hitting his prime right now. Brock Purdy, I, I think he's going to end up being the difference for four, for the 49ers where he ends up making uh, making a mistake or two. And Josh Allen just keeps firing. So uh, I appreciate it, Justin. Thanks for hanging out with me tonight. Uh, we'll do the same thing next week, guys. I'm, I'm going to do the same kind of show before the divisional round. We'll go over all the player props and get you guys set up for the games. Uh, maybe I should do it earlier in the week. I, I did it Friday night tonight. Probably should have done it on Thursday so there's more time for people to digest it. But uh, either way, enjoy the wild card weekend, guys. Let's go Buffalo. You can throw some money on Buffalo to win it. I think it's going to be a fun team to watch. Uh, but, man, they have a tough – they're, they're going to have to beat Cincinnati and then Kansas City to get to the Super Bowl. That's that's tough. So they arguably have the toughest route to the Super Bowl, uh, I guess, as the Bengals do too. So we'll see. Uh, but either way, it does feel like the AFC is going to get it. I think you could argue Kansas City, Buffalo, and Cincinnati, those have been the top three teams all year. Uh, and basically it's Philadelphia and San Francisco on that side. So I, I don't really trust that uh, NFC side. But either way, enjoy the wild card weekend, guys. We'll see you in a future video. Thank you so much for your time. Have a good one. Peace. Peace.